If there's only one stop, it should be hard to miss, right? Well, it depends on how much Bordeaux you've had. You're listening to Travel FOMO, a podcast for people self-diagnosed with wanderlust. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Travel FOMO podcast. My name is Jamin Houghton, and I am here with my red wine enthusiast and wife, Hillary. Oh, yeah. I do love red wine, don't I? You're a big red wine fan. Yeah. I mean, I like wine in general, but... I always pick red wine. Had you had much Bordeaux prior to us planning to go to Bordeaux? I know that like as we were planning the trip, we had mm-hmm. a couple of bottles. But do you recall if it's something that you would have selected prior to, to that? Mm, I don't know. I think I probably would have picked like I was always picking like Cabernets or blends, red blends mm-hmm. or... um. So, no, (laughs) I could go on and on, but. (laughs) Well, and as we learned on this trip, Bordeaux is kind of a blend. Mm, Yeah. Of Cab and Merlot. So if you do like red blends, you probably would like. Well, yes, that's true. Mm -hmm. So, but we didn't know that prior to this. We did not. We learned a lot. Uh, Lots of, uh, lots of good stuff that we discovered on our time in Bordeaux. Uh, We got there in a very, um frustrating way (laughs) let's just start this podcast out the way all of them do with travel woes because (laughs) that seems to be a theme in europe for us yes so we did the best that we could to plan everything out for our trip and make sure that things would run as smoothly as possible but one of the things that i failed to research was uh holidays in foreign countries yeah which i would definitely recommend that you do um because we were caught off guard a couple times. Um, Easter weekend, we were traveling in, while we were in the UK. And there was bank holidays associated with that that mm-hmm. we weren't aware of. It didn't really affect us too much there. But here in France, they celebrate Ascension Day. And with Ascension Day, that means fewer trains. But it also means a lot of people being off work. It's a bank holiday. And so a lot of people traveling. Yeah. Wow. And the trains are really impacted. Yes. Yeah. So the train system is really overtaxed on holidays. And we had the Eurorail Pass, which was great, which we used a lot. But a lot of the trains that we need to take in France required seat reservations. Mm -hmm. And we kind of were under the, the impression that they would be fairly easy to get. Uh, and there was a lots of trains, so it didn't seem like it'd really be an issue, but we went to the train station and we're like, Hey, tomorrow we need to go from Lyon to Bordeaux. Yeah. It's only a few hour train ride. So, and we're like doing it in advance. Yeah. We're, we're not like standing there an hour or two before. So right. I'm thinking we've like, we're really prepared. <laughs> yeah. We're a day early. We're good. Just like print us out some, yeah. print us out some seat reservations and we're good to go. And the guy like nearly laughs. He, yes, he did. <laughs> he like, I think he might have. Yeah. He was kind of like chuckling, like, you know that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's funny. like, um, no, I don't, you won't be able to go. And we're like, oh, that's not really an option for us. (laughs) Like, we have to go. And fortunately, 
He was super nice. So kind. Very, very helpful. As everyone in Lyon was. Yes. As as everyone in Lyon uh, treated us very, very well. But he helped us. And finally, like last ditch effort, found us a train that left very late in the afternoon Mm -hmm. and had to go up to Paris, basically, Mm -hmm. and then down to Bordeaux. So... What was going to be like a two and a half, three hour train ride turned into like a seven hour train ride starting like in the afternoon. Yeah. And we didn't get to sit by each other for part of it. That's right. Um, It was actually multiple trains. It was like all these connections. And yeah. Yeah. He made it happen. (laughs) That was amazing. He finally, he used his magic to figure out a way to get us there. But that meant that we arrived in Bordeaux really late at night. Mm-hmm. It was like 1030 at night. I think it was kind of the last train coming in. And, and was that on Ascension Day? Do yes. you remember? Okay. So, and real quickly, would you tell people what Ascension Day is? Because so, I didn't know what it was. Yes. So Ascension Day marks the holiday of when Jesus, after, so after Easter, like Jesus dies is buried and then on Easter he comes back from the grave and he spends 40 days on earth with his disciples before he ascends Mm -hmm. to heaven. And so 40 days after Easter is Ascension Day and not something that gets celebrated in the U.S. uh, or even acknowledged, Mm -hmm. um, but is uh, celebrated at least in France. I I don't know about the rest of Europe, but it did impact France. We were in so many different countries that it was like really hard to always be thinking about holidays in every different country you were in. Right. And this was a national holiday. It was just, yeah, it was, yeah, a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But uh, we got there really late at night um, and walked. We, it was about a mile and a half to our Airbnb Mm -hmm. from the train station. Um, It was dark. It was so late. Yeah. And which a mile and a half, like, especially... In like a city in Europe is really kind of pleasant a lot of times. Um, But when you're really tired and it's late at night. And it's dark. You can't see how nice this place may or may not be. (laughs) Yeah. And everything's dark. Then it it just really is not um, not setting you up for success. (laughs) But uh, we we walk. We found like one of the only places open to eat was Mm -hmm. a kebab place. And we were like, well. I mean, it it is what it is. Like, we're gonna have to do it. It's not just very like French, but or kebab, but okay, yeah. we're having it, and it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, like it we, was so good, actually. Like, we were both blown away. Yeah, I think it was our best kebab experience of our trip mm-hmm. in Europe. Well, and but you had a burger, right? I did get a burger, and yeah. I got a kebab. Mm-hmm. But either way, we were both very very pleased yeah and it was just this random hole in the wall place <laughs> on this busy street yeah and they barely spoke english mm-hmm. um but they were super nice yeah and we were the only people in there yeah i think they were about to close up and yeah. they took care of us we got our food to go and we brought it back to our airbnb and uh it ended up being an awesome meal um because it was really good but also because we were super tired Exactly. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I wonder how much us being tired and hungry plays into how good it was. But nonetheless, we were pleased. Yeah. In Bordeaux, we started having a lot, um, some really great food experiences. Mm -hmm. 
And that continued on to some of the other places that we went to. But it was kind of one of those things where it's like the further south, the, the more we really liked the food for sure. Yes, I, I agree with that for sure. And what did you what did you think of Bordeaux overall kind of as, as once we got there and got to sleep and got to wake up and actually experience the city? Yeah. Like what kind of surprised you about Bordeaux? Well, I really liked how it was really lighthearted. And yeah. pretty fun. Like mm-hmm. everyone, it was very social, like a huge social scene wherever you would go, even late at night, you know, it was like 11 o'clock at night and we're yeah. walking. Well, no. Yeah. It was really late when we were getting our food that night and there were tons of people out still. Yeah. And, um, so it was very social. It was really relaxed. Um, it did not feel at all pretentious and I expected a city where wine is the thing it's known for i expected it to be a little pretentious a little you know high grade you know and just um i don't and it was high grade that's not the best word but i just expected it to be a little bit um kind of elitist yeah a little yeah good point yeah a little elitist and it just felt like one of europe's funnest cities (laughs) yeah most yeah. fun. It yeah. had great environment. The weather was awesome while we were there. Mm-hmm. Um really cool. And like you said, I I too thought, man, we're probably gonna run into some snooty people here. I don't know much about I like red wine and I like wine in general, but I don't know much about it. Like right. I'm the furthest thing from a sommelier there is. And I kind of thought that everyone there would be discussing tannins and things like that and, and I would just be lost but um it wasn't it was just a really fun fun city yeah and you could really tell that right off the bat including that morning that first morning we went up and we got up and went on a run mm-hmm. I was like so proud of us because we were really tired at that point maybe <laughs> even a little delirious yeah but I think it helped it helped me anyway that we had planned out our running routes prior mm-hmm. to taking the trip. Yeah. Like we had really researched and said, okay, like where would be the best places to run? Mm-hmm. And so I was looking forward to the runs. Yeah. And I think if we had just been like, oh, we'll just get up and, and go for a run and not really know where, I don't think I'd have done like half of them. Well, and you kept me really motivated because you knew you had done such a nice job of planning those routes and you could tell me like, like I'd be like, okay, so what's tomorrow's morning run? And you would be able to say how long we were going to go and all of the cool things we were going to see on that route. And it really had an impact on me because then I was like, well, I don't want to miss seeing those things. And this might be our only opportunity. So let's do this. Let's do this. And it really was motivating. Yeah. And we were like where we stayed was perfect because we were able to hop right on uh, Rue St. Catherine, which Mm. is the longest pedestrian street in all of Europe. (laughs) Crazy long. Yeah. And it's just this like really long, super straight street. And we stayed right off of it. And that's kind of how our run started was mm-hmm. running down it, um, which was a really cool experience, especially early in the morning. Nobody's really out. Yeah. And you kind of have this this whole street to yourself. And yeah. We ran by the palace along the river. 
uh, through some great gardens and things like that. Um, it's on the on our YouTube video. Mm -hmm. So if you want to kind of see what we're talking about, go check it out. Um, well, and the thing, one thing that kind of um, caught us off guard and we were starting to see more and more of it is um, not all parks are unlocked. Right. All night long. Yeah. So we were thinking we're going to wake up bright and early and we're going to run through this amazing park, but it was actually locked. And so we had to run past it at first and then run to the palace and stuff and come back to that park. And we went ahead and fit it in anyway. Yeah. And we were kind of, we didn't really know if we should do that if we had the time to do it. But um, I'm so glad we did because it was, it was beautiful. It was lovely. It really was. Yeah. The, the parks in Europe are amazing. They're incredible. I was blown away at how you expect in like London and Paris to have beautiful parks, but mm -hmm. In every city that yeah. we stopped in, like just beautiful parks everywhere and just awesome running. I was glad that we circled back to that one, too. Um, well, and it opened a lot later than I thought, too. Yeah, it didn't open till like eight. That's like pretty late in the morning, in my opinion, if yeah. you wanted to run through it. Mm -hmm. Check that out, especially as we got into the south of France and into Italy we ran into this kind of more and more where parks would be closed until a certain point. So if mm. you are going to run through a park, check out and see what time it opens. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's really good advice for travelers for sure. Yeah. But, but then we went on to the area near Bordeaux where so many of the wineries are. Yes. It was awesome. And it was called, we, we didn't even know it when we started planning all of this, but St. Emilian is mm -hmm. this little village that we ended up going to. And it's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Of course. You guys are not surprised <laughs> to hear us say that. <laughs> we keep getting drawn to these things, even though that's not really what we're looking for. It's just such an incredible stamp of approval, I feel like, um, and just confirms that we're on the right track to see the... Um, the things that the rest of the world also deems as really important. Right. So that's always encouraging. But um, it it turned out to be so much more, so much cheaper than we expected. Mm -hmm. um, because we were sitting in Lyon planning our next steps in Bordeaux. And we were looking at TripAdvisor and all these different excursions that you could do from the city of Bordeaux to these wineries. And they kept going to St. Emilion. And we were like, well, what if we just went to St. Emilian ourselves? Like maybe we could just hop on a train and do it ourselves. Yep. And lo and behold, it was completely covered by the URL pass. We, I don't even know if we needed reservations. We didn't. It was, it was considered the metro area almost mm. or something like that. So it didn't actually require reservations, which was a big bonus yes. too, <laughs> um, which meant, meant we could hop on any train at any time, mm -hmm. um, which was really good. And um, so, yeah, we just hopped a train, went out there. It was like a 20 minute train ride, something like that. Yeah. Um, and then there's all these vineyards. So you get off of this train and you start walking and you feel like you're out in a field. Like you feel like you're out in a in the country. Yeah. I honestly was like, I don't know. Ugh, I don't really know if this is like I, I see <laughs> these vineyards. So it's not a bad place to be, but I don't feel equipped. Like I just didn't know what to expect. And you start looking around and you realize that everyone else getting off this train 
I mean, you just start taking pictures right away because you are basically standing in vineyards right off of the bat. And then we kind of made our way up to the little village, which then you could kind of see, oh, okay, I see it up on this hill. It's incredibly old and so... um, like well-maintained and over throughout all the years. Oh man, it was those few first, I don't, I would say the first hour there was really cool. Like we Mm -hmm. just kept taking pictures and filming video and it just felt really special. I I couldn't believe we were there. Yeah. I, I thought it was just incredible, uh, especially for something that I hadn't really heard of Mm -hmm. before. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we walked in, you walk through the city and it's just all these old, beautiful buildings, so well preserved and yeah. it's just, you're just stepping back in time Yeah, and it's all surrounded by all these vineyards. Yeah. And it's very, the terrain is surprisingly hilly mm-hmm. in town, yeah. which kind of caught me off guard because it is hilly on, on the hill, on the countryside too, but the town itself had like tons of stairs and stuff like that. So that's yeah. something to keep in mind um, if you have mobility issues or something like that, but it's well worth it. And I, I didn't do all the research around like, what would you do if you couldn't walk all these steps? But um, cause there's roads and other things um, that you can walk along. It's, it's a small town, so it's yeah. easy to get around from that perspective. But um, one of the things that really stood out to us too was that church. You remember yes. that church? Mm-hmm. It was so interesting. We just happened to, you know, walk into this church and we walk, first of all, we walk in and we hear this music that sounds like Beetlejuice, something (laughs) like out of some kind of like vampire movie or like, you know, you've got these dark organs playing this really dark tune. Mm -hmm. I honestly, I was like, this is surreal. I was like, this is just surreal because of the music that they're playing alone and how it was all lit with candles and everything. And it just had this vibe that was like kind of like this creepy vibe. But, um, but also on display was this incredible these outdoor walls kind of like in a courtyard area Mm -hmm. these walls that were done with modern art so modern paint but then also some 3d art pieces coming out of the wall Um, a lot of metallic um, paint and it really it was super colorful we filmed it you guys can see it in our video but honestly I'm gonna go ahead and tell you it doesn't do it justice it was so vibrant and I felt like even when I look back at the video, I'm like, oh, that doesn't do it justice. It was so cool. It really was. And it stood out so much from other stuff we'd seen. Yeah, it really like did. You see a lot of art and you see a lot of stuff. And at some point, you almost kind of become numb to like the statues and, st- and mm-hmm. stuff like this. But this was done in such a way that it was... um it just like jolted you loose from that. And it was yeah. like, wow, this is different. Yeah. And so colorful and um, happy. Yeah. I would say. And like all of the, a lot of church art is not necessarily vibrant and colorful mm-hmm. and um, yeah. and happy feeling. And, um, and so I loved that it brought that to the table, which is also, I think so much of what, um, Christianity, our religion, what it does for me is it, it is the root of this happiness. And 
And it makes me sad sometimes that the worship, the houses of worship don't necessarily always convey that. They do convey a lot of reverence, though, and, and that's important, too. But yeah, yeah, interesting, huh? Yeah, yeah, very interesting. And uh, once we kind of walked around the city a little bit and stuff, it was time for our tour. We had booked a tour directly with Chateau Ville Marine, and um, it was significantly cheaper than us having to have bought something through TripAdvisor, something mm-hmm. from Bordeaux that included transportation. So saved all that money on the train and got to take the same exact tour that True. everyone else was taking. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was uh, a vineyard like really close to town. And they did an amazing job walking us through what Bordeaux is. So we found out that that their particular blend is 80% Merlot, 20% Cabernet. They have like different sections of their vineyards are the different grapes. And so they have this blend and they'll, and they talked us through how they will age the vines out. And at some point the vines aren't any good anymore. Like their last couple of years is when they're at their best. And then it's time to be taken out and you start that section of the field over again. Uh, they're not allowed to irrigate. So it's all based on weather and, and natural rain. That was fascinating that to me. Yeah. That they can't irrigate. Like it's against the law, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So crazy. But Chateau Villa Marine uh, typically produces around 100 barrels of wine a year. And which in a barrel of wine is like uh, 300 bottles. And so not a lot. I know. That surprised me too. I was like, oh, you're not like this big factory. Like. Yeah. And. It was just fascinating them walking us through the store. They did tell us that uh, the weather was great in 2016. So if you see a Bordeaux wine from 2016, it's a really, a really good wine. Chances are that you would really like it if you enjoy Bordeaux. So um, I love I, that. I was like, ooh, that's a good little gem of information. <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I thought that stuff was just so fascinating. And their, their vineyards are on these these hills Mm -hmm. but they're limestone hills and the limestone really helps the taste of of the the wine and things like that but also underneath the vineyards are the cellars and it used to be these quarries where they would take this limestone and cut it out in chunks to build bordeaux and to build paris and to build these other huge cities around, they were supplying the limestone for it. And that's what kind of created this perfect place for these vineyards to be because directly under the fields where all the vines are, are these massive cellars where they age the wine. They put it into, they process it, put it in these barrels and then put it down in these cellars to age it. And they're the perfect temperature, the perfect moisture, and uh, we actually got to go down in the cellars. They told us all about it. That was really cool for me, <laughs> less so for you. I really struggled with it, which is so surprising because I usually love to get creeped out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in this instance, I honestly got too creeped out and I got a little claustrophobic and these tunnels that they have down there, these cellars are huge and they're actually 
very long tunnels and they go on for quite a way. So they go on for like miles. And it's kind of, a, it became a thing that over time, the city started to get a little concerned that all those passageways would cave in because there was just, I mean, they dug out a lot. Like the ceilings were what, I mean, sometimes the ceilings were like three stories, like they were tall. Yeah. And it, it was incredible too, that they would dig out in like sections. Mm-hmm. So there would be like a section then almost like a building. There would be like a floor mm-hmm. and then below that they would have dug out another section. True. Yeah. And I thought, I thought that was really interesting that they were, there were like levels mm-hmm. of these cellars. Down yeah. There. Which also means there wasn't a lot of earth there to hold up the rest of the earth. (laughs) But that was really kind of what started to freak me out is this lady's describing, you know, the danger that existed and how they started to recognize that. And all of a sudden, I just couldn't breathe very well. And I was like, I was scared. I don't know how else to say it. But all of a sudden, I was just like, I think I need to leave. Like, and I was just about to tell you, like, I think I just like, I think I might need to head out. And it was very dark. And I would have had to use my phone to get out as a flashlight. Like it was like very dark. And it was, I was surprised they didn't give us more of a warning even of how unsteady your foot would be because there's just tons of rocks and um, stones and stuff. So it's a very uneven, it's not like this great paved, you know, walkway for you. Um, It's very rustic. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I was literally to the point where I was like, I think I need to walk away because this lady's stories I just feel like it's gonna cave in on me and um (laughs) it's just so funny because that's so not me and we talk about how you are you get claustrophobic being Mm in um elevators and stuff like that and and I always think it's so funny and then here I was going oh my gosh I can't I can't (laughs) breathe I can't breathe we gotta go we gotta go and um I just like have a little bit more sympathy, I think now for the people who really struggle with being claustrophobic, Yeah, you know, because I was like, wow, that was not fun. Well, it, it was so uncharacteristic for you. It really like was. Like you said, it doesn't really happen to you. And so I was like kind of taken off guard that, that it was freaking you out. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand at first, like what, like what was going What's on. What's the problem here? Um, but yeah, so after after that, uh, you were able to calm your nerves because we did a wine tasting. <laughs> that, um, you know, it just really helps. <laughs> <laughs> but we were able to taste some wine. Uh, we met some great people on that tour. It's a lot of fun uh, having conversations with people. And then we went um, and grabbed a sandwich at a little cafe and walked back to these ruins um, that looked like they were from like Rome. Mm-hmm. Um and just sat on this park bench and ate our sandwiches. Like the weather was beautiful and the surrounding was incredible. Um, so many times we just had sandwiches, whether we bought them somewhere or made them on our own, like sitting somewhere in Europe, eating a sandwich, just surrounded by amazingness is like one of the big takeaways from the entire trip for me. Yeah. Like moments that stand out in your mind. You're yeah. like, I was just eating a sandwich. Like I wasn't, you know, nothing crazy amazing. Right. 
but my view was so incredible mm -hmm. that I'll never forget that moment. Is there something you know about that revolutionizes the way you travel? Can it solve problems and help people around the roadblocks on their adventures? Is it just plain cool? If you have a product like that, we would love to tell people about it. Get in contact with us and maybe next time, we'll be talking about your product right now. Well, and you know what will stick with me is that bachelor group that we saw walking <laughs> around. It was like, um, I think it must have been some kind of like stag party or bachelor party or something. But it was a group of like, what, 20 guys? Yeah. I mean, it was a pretty big group and they were all dressed up like monks. <laughs> So they all had like, and, and I realize this might be disrespectful, you know, to monks and some things like that, but it was incredibly funny because they were acting, they were behaving exactly the opposite as you would expect from monks, <laughs> which was so <laughs> right. funny. And it just looked like what a, a brilliant idea. People are always coming up with fun and creative ways to go out and celebrate like that. And I just thought that was like really funny to to see like a giant group of them like tromping <laughs> around and they were just having a great time and making everybody laugh. And anyway, it's that was good times. Yeah, that that was pretty funny. And uh, after that, we went and took the wine train. So it's not actually a train. It's like a, a series of golf cart cars almost. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you go watch the YouTube video, you'll see what we mean. But they do a little tour there. And it's not something that we had planned out. Um, we we're just like, oh, that looks interesting. That looks like that'd be fun. Let's go get tickets. And so we did. And... Um, it takes you kind of through all the vineyards. There's a pre-recorded um, kind of little deal and they give you some headphones and you can select your language and it tells you about all of the vineyards that you pass along the way. And if you buy up there, you stop at the monolithic cellars and uh, take a tour there. They show you in the cellars, you do a wine tasting there. And so we did that. Um, the only problem was the train stopped and they told everybody who had like the special tickets to get off, but we didn't think that it was our stop. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, what happened was, I, I remember pretty clearly what happened was when we were buying the tickets and they were telling us, okay, when the stop comes, you're going to get off at the castle. Right. And it sounded like they said the word castle. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm just waiting to get to the castle. And I didn't think much more about it. Yeah. And then we end up at some kind of um, winery, mm -hmm. basically some chateau. Yeah. And we're like, oh, this, this isn't us. We're getting off at the castle. Right. Yeah. We thought that there were multiple stops. There were not. I've been to too many castles. I think I just like <laughs> just assumed like I get to go on the castle. Yeah, like oh, I only do castles. <laughs> <laughs> but we, so we failed to get off at that stop, which meant that we had to stay on the train all the way back around to the very beginning. Uh, we explained to them that we're buffoons and we did not get off <laughs> at the stop. And they were kind enough to let us on the next train that went back out yeah. so we got to do it again for the mm -hmm. second time this time we did get off yeah. at the stop at uh and we got to see chateau rochebelle mm -hmm. they're a little bit larger 
Um, I think they do, uh, I think it was like 18,000 bottles of wine, something like that. Um, and we got to have some really good wine there as well. They took us down in the monolithic cellars and we saw like just stacks of bottles of wine. Um, and kind of got to walk through the, a little more of the, the wine process again. Like it was really cool. I would recommend like the train ride. It was fun to get to see all the vineyards Mm -hmm. up close and get a little explanation of what they were and where they were. It's definitely worth it to like see all the different vineyards and, um, especially if it's a nice day because it's kind of open air. This little train is like an open air train mm-hmm. and, um, it's very family friendly. So if you've got little kids with you, they could enjoy the train. And so it's kind of a fun way to see the countryside. I liked that a lot. Yeah. So going twice wasn't the worst thing in the world, but I did <laughs> no. feel kind of silly to have to tell them like, yeah, remember that one stop? We missed it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the one place where we could have got off. Yeah. We didn't do it. So yeah. we need to go back again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then after that uh, train ride, we went on back to the real train. Basically, yes. That was kind of that wrapped up the day for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. And using the year roll pass uh, came in handy mm-hmm. again because like we didn't have a specific train that we had to catch or not catch. Yeah. Um, the train was packed. So packed. Full, full that of people. That was crazy. There were so many people. You honestly didn't know if you were going to get to catch the train or not. Like you yeah. kind of had to like be um, a little more assertive. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You had to. It was game time. You had to get aggressive when it came yeah. time to get Which on that train. Which I feel like you're really good at. And I'm always like, oh, I'm sorry. No, you first. You first. Yay. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I remember specifically telling you like, hey, we've got to be ready. And when these train doors open, like we got to get on this train. Right. But, Which is uh, still, still doesn't soak in with me sometimes. Like, right. Re- I'm ready. I've been standing here for 15 minutes. I'm ready. <laughs> but being assertive is not the same as being ready. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, we made it back to Bordeaux though. And um, this was really, this was our only day. Cause we were only staying two nights. Mm-hmm. We came in super late. And so we knew like this was, Really, our only chance to see Bordeaux was Indeed. like right now. Yeah, yeah. And we, so we walked around the city. We saw the Basilica of St. Michael. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. There's some like modern stained glass in there that was different than it's a lot of other places. another UNESCO World Heritage Site. Yes, yeah. Um, it was so cool. Um, we went and had charcuterie board for dinner with some more Bordeaux wine now that we were very well educated about the Bordeaux wine. <laughs> That was really good, too. Like, we loved yeah. it. And it was the tiniest little hole-in-the-wall place. Yes. And they packed people in there. Like, we all were sitting at little bar-top, you know, mm. um, stools and stuff. And it was great, though. Yeah. And that guy was super nice. Mm-hmm. Um, again, everything was in French. But yeah. uh, he spoke English. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we were able to order a little bit better than yeah. I feel like we did in Lyon because he was like... If you like this and this and this, then you'll like these things. And we ordered a couple appetizers and a charcuterie board, and it was all awesome. It was all, I mean, everything. We ate it all. Yeah. There was nothing left. Yeah. It It was really good. It was so good. And walked around the city 
so fun. Like everybody's just out again, like having dinner, having a good time, like drinking wine together. It was so loud and vibrant and lively. Yes. Like everyone was like, it's like everyone decided we eat outside. It's a beautiful day. We all just eat outside and the patios would be massive. I know in a lot of Europe, you see tiny little patios and, you know, outside the restaurants along the street. In this case, we walked along the road at one point and the patios were monstrous, like way bigger than the restaurant would be Mm -hmm. like maybe like (laughs) five times the size of the restaurant Yeah, (laughs) because, and they would be packed. Everyone was outside. It was really cool. I remember walking into like a big square and just it just being full of people. And most of that was like tables where people were having dinner or having drinks. Mm -hmm. And you could just you could hear it from around the corner. Yeah. Just the buzz of the people. And it was such beautiful weather. Getting to walk around was incredible. Yeah. And we stopped and had popsicles at Pico Loco. Yeah. And that was on that famous pedestrian street, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was on that street. Tons of shopping. I mean, it was like people were riding a skateboard like straight down this like (laughs) crazy long pedestrian road. And like you, and it was just tons of people just walking. It Mm -hmm. was, I, I, I really... It's just so fun. It's just such a fun environment. Yeah. And those popsicles, I would do that. Like, I would do that every night. <laughs> <laughs> they were so good. And um, I think they're, are they called like, it was called Pico Loco, right? Mm-hmm. And then I had like a mango dipped popsicle, like dipped in dark chocolate, which is like amazing. Yeah. And you had a really good one. I had an ice, it was basically an ice cream, like so a popsicle but like made of ice cream mm-hmm. it was chocolate ice cream it had salted caramel in the middle and i had it dipped in chocolate and so it like was incredible yeah really good and the guy that worked there was so nice um mm-hmm. and he was yeah. telling us all about it and we actually um when we lived in dallas there's one called uh piccolo pops i believe mm-hmm. and it's the same um it's basically the same concept right it's these spanish popsicles that you can dip and decorate however you want so good and we actually ended up finding seeing another pico loco in our next destination which mm-hmm. was San Sebastian, Spain. And this guy had been telling us like, yes, we have some other places that the concept started in Spain. And then we got yeah. to see more of his restaurants. It was cool. Yeah, it was cool. Another person, another really great interaction with someone in France. Yeah, um, true. Like yeah. all of Bordeaux was super nice. A lot like Lyon. If you listen to us talk about Lyon, um, everyone was great there. And yeah. We weren't in Bordeaux as long, mm-hmm. but All of our interactions in Bordeaux were really great, too. Yeah. Like, if you find France intimidating, then you should really go back and listen to Lyon as well, that Lyon Mm -hmm. episode, because we've had such great experiences at both of those places. We also, Strasbourg, France, was a place that we Mm -hmm. loved as well. Yeah. Um, And they, it just felt down to earth. It felt like um, just not as intimidating is the best way to put it. But I, I wish that we had spent more time. Oh, for sure. In yes. Bordeaux. Like Leon and Bordeaux are two that I look back on of before we went, we knew we wanted to go. We we're going to go to Leon for the food. We we're going to go to Bordeaux for the wine. Mm-hmm. 
but we didn't know how much we would like it. Yeah. And so we didn't schedule much time there and like, man, they were great. Yeah. They really were. It's so fun to like discover places that you don't know you're going to love. And then you get there and you're like, wow, I just, I had no idea. I had no idea that this would be my vibe. And yeah. um, I just wanted to keep walking around. I wanted to like have a really late night. I was like, let's just stay up and go out. This is great. <laughs> but we were tired and old. So yeah, we were, we were pretty tired from the day before. And we had to take a bus the next day to another place that we hadn't been, didn't know a lot about, but yeah. ended up being maybe your favorite stop on the yeah. whole trip. I mean, it's so hard with Switzerland. I love Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Um, but San Sebastian, oh, I love Switzerland, but I also love like Greece. But San Sebastian, Spain is up next. And wow, wowza. Don't, did not know hardly anything about it. Yeah, and we literally got off the bus and we're just like, "This is incredible! Like, this is so great! This is so great! This is so great!" We just could not stop. Yeah, I feel really? like, especially like right after we got back, and and even later on the trip, as we would meet people, when someone would ask, "Where should I go?" I feel like San Sebastian always came up. Yeah, such a cool spot. We can't wait to tell you about it. Uh huh. Uh, so make sure that you're subscribed from wherever you listen so that you will get the notification when San Sebastian drops next week. Because not only is it an amazing place that we want to tell you all about, but it's the start of a new season. That's right. It's going to be our Mediterranean Europe season. So it's... Um, getting into Spain, a little bit deeper into Southern France, a lot of us being along the coast. Yeah. Ditching the coats, mm-hmm. putting on the shorts yep. and headed to see some amazing parts of Europe. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited. This is like, I just keep, it just kept getting better and better I, for me, especially because I like warm weather. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like how things were trending as us getting down into the Southern uh, warmer climates. And then also the fact that summer was upon us. Yeah. So, oh my goodness, we have so many amazing things to share with you guys in the upcoming episodes. So be sure to check us out on YouTube. You can find the video from uh, Bordeaux and see the wineries that we were talking about and some of this UNESCO World Heritage stuff that we mentioned. Um, and then you'll also see us miss that little train. <laughs> well, no, we didn't miss the train. We just missed our stop on the yeah, train. I'm so embarrassed. Stayed on the train too long. <laughs> you can check all that out. You can also find us on social media, uh, Instagram and TikTok. Uh, we're pretty active there. It's Facebook as well. Yeah, uh, it's a good way to connect with us. Um, if you have something that you want to share with us, uh, those are good ways to do it. Uh, let us know if there's places that you've been that you wish you'd have stayed longer. Oh yeah. Because Bordeaux was definitely that for us. We wish we'd been there longer. So what places have you been that you're like, man, I should have scheduled more time here. Yeah. Uh, We want to know about it mainly because we want to steal your ideas and go there. (sighs) Definitely want to steal your ideas. (laughs) (laughs) So give us all your ideas, guys. (laughs) Okay, guys, don't forget that life is short. Wander well.